Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Big stories and even bigger guests. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Next hour, we'll be speaking with um, former Joint Task Force 2 Commanding Officer, Lieutenant Colonel Steve Day, the uh, Canadian Counter-Terrorism um, Task Force, the uh, Special Forces Unit, about what's happened in 2017 and what we may be looking at going ahead in 2018 and uh, where the leadership lies as far as providing some level of security and confidence in the people in the country because our political leaders, frankly, are doing generally a lousy job, a lousy job. We'll talk to uh, Colonel Day. That's coming up now. Let's talk to Mary. She's in High River, Alberta. (laughs) The issue is sexual harassment. Hi, Mary. Hi, Roy. Anyway, I'm an old lady. I worked with men all my life in auction markets and farm dealerships, treated properly, and... If they went, got out of line, I just told them, don't do that. You don't talk like that in front of your mother or your sister. So don't touch me. <laughs> and how did they react? <laughs> they just all kind of backed off. Okay. I'm the baby of 11. Do you see, do you see a difference between men uh, some years ago and men today? Of course. I... I I hear the filth that comes out of their mouth mm-hmm. when they're talking to women, yeah. uh, young women. Uh, the, the swearing, uh, the nickname, uh, B-I-T-C-H. Yeah, yeah, I know how to spell that. Kind of stuff. I don't like it. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, no. I don't disagree uh, with you one bit. And they know I don't like it. Mary, thank you for the call. I don't disagree with you one bit. And I should have mentioned this to Lior because I heard somebody, I heard two young people, um, like late teens, a couple of weeks ago, I was heading into our restaurant for lunch, and the F word was just bouncing back and forth between the two of them. And I thought, you know, this is so where's the standard here? Marilyn in London, Ontario. Hi, Marilyn. Oh, hi there, Rem. You've got a bad cold, too. Yes, I do, ma'am. I do. Well, I'll tell you something right now. I'll tell you a couple of things. Okay. First of all, I appreciate. Men opening doors for me. I don't mind them patting me on the back or shaking my hand or even giving me a hug. Okay. I don't mind that at all because it's all done in appreciation, I would say, and perhaps even love. So when you see, if you see um, an interaction between a man and a woman, if you're watching, and where would you say... A man crosses the line. Where's the line that you, you say you appreciate a hug? Um, let, let me just finish. Let me finish. Because one, I don't have much voice left. One of, the, one of the women I spoke with, and I've talked to a lot of people about this over the last few weeks, a woman said to me in one of the conversations, I don't mind a hug in the appropriate situation. It's when the guy hangs on for 30 seconds. That's when I have a problem. Well, if it's a man you don't know, mm-hmm. That's a different thing. Right. But, but if it's somebody you know, it's okay? Well, 
yes, of course. Somebody I know and know mm-hmm. that uh, know where they're coming from. Now, can I tell you something else? Really quickly. Well, when I was a teenager, yes, I wanted to join this club at church right. because I wanted to be with uh, kids my own age. Right. Well, of course, I went early because I was nervous. Mm-hmm. And this man comes through the corridor and he, he motions me into a room. And I thought that was the room where we were going to have our teenage meeting. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I went in and, you know, he grabbed me and he tried to stick his tongue down my throat. Oh, my God. Boy, I pushed that guy away just with all my might. But, you know, I never told anybody. And why didn't and you I tell said, him? Why, why didn't you tell anybody, Marilyn? Because his wife had been my Sunday school teacher and I loved her. Yeah, yeah. And so, because, the, yeah. My mother would have, ki- my parents would have killed the guy. No, no I don't mean literally. No, no, I understand. So your parents would have stood up for you. Okay. Oh, because yes. there's a lot of situations where kids will say, younger people will say, I don't know if my mum or dad would st- stand in for me because oh, no, this, is a, this is somebody they respect. My mother, I'm telling you, <laughs> you wouldn't want to get into a fight with her. No, no, I wouldn't. Oh, and t- but I'm, my older sister did not like me. She was jealous okay. of my music, and she would have said that I bought it on myself. So okay. I never, I'm 83 next month, and I never told anyone to just recently, and I told my young sister. Yeah. Marilyn, my dear, we've got to run. I appreciate your call, and happy early birthday. Daniel in Toronto. Yeah, Roy, I like your show. Listen, Thank I you, sir. make a point there. Um, as far as the sexual harassment goes, I mean, you know, when, when women are coming out 40 years later and accusing men of these things that there's absolutely no proof for, I kind of have a little bit of a problem with that, especially with, uh, you know, what happened to Roy Moore down south there were uh, 40 years later and five weeks before the uh, Senate election, all these women start coming out of the woodwork, right? See, I had a different take on Roy Moore. And I said uh, last weekend, if he were my brother, I wouldn't vote for him. And uh, I, I don't know that the time, I really don't believe the time factor matters that much. Women may carry um, a sexual harassment experience with them. And we've heard it talked about on the show. Yeah. They'll carry it with them for years and don't, don't say anything to anybody because they don't feel that they can talk to anybody. And because maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago, times were different and sex, what today is accepted as to be sexual harassment and has to be stopped. 20, 30 years ago, women would say, what am I going to do? The guy's my boss. What am I going to do? What can I do? So here's the opportunity after a significant period of time to fight back. Well, maybe they're just taking that opportunity. Well, fair enough. I just wanted to point out an article that I came across on Fox News and on the Hill, and I think it was the townhall.com. Right. Uh, you might want to Google it there, and it's a legitimate story, and it was verified by the, the lawyer herself, a lawyer named Lisa Bloom. No, she's Gloria Allred's uh, daughter. Yeah, she's, uh, she, apparently she was offering paydays to several yeah. women if they would come forward and sell their stories to tabloids and uh, 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 about uh, regarding dogs. $750,000. Oh, yeah, and, and there was actually a, some anonymous donators that were willing... Well, that's what they say. Yeah, 
but uh, to willing to pay this lawyer a lot of money who she she would in turn pay these women if they would come up with these accusations just before the election right yeah. so, i mean uh, and one of them one of them i think actually said that uh, apparently Trump, uh, he he did make advances, but when she said no, he put his hands up in the air and walked away. So how is that harassment? I mean, that's just well. Point. You can be harassing with your body language. You can be harassing by what you say. And I thank you for the call. Uh, there's there's yeah, but that's a, quite a story that uh, they were offering three quarters of a million dollars to some women to, f- to go for, further with their complaints about Donald Trump. This was during the election campaign, and Lisa Bloom's response was. She's Gloria Allred's daughter. Uh, Lisa Bloom's response was, I believe that uh, the women may lose their jobs or may have to move, and so they would need some financial security if they were to come forward against the presidential candidate. Anita in Dunville, Ontario. Hi, Anita. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. My pleasure. Um, I myself can actually speak from experience in that, um, yes, sometimes it does take 40 years for people to speak up. When you are an individual or feel that you are an individual who has been preyed upon and feel that you don't have anywhere to go, and even if you may have suggested to somebody what may have happened to you, but of course it's pushed away, pushed away, pushed away. So 40 years later, people have lived with this. Their lives have been disrupted in so many ways. And finally, they're empowered because we have so many people coming forward it's almost like an epidemic it is bizarre how much this has gone on and for how long this has gone on and i understand completely why people are quiet yeah i, I do t- i do too to be I do a too. woman and i also think you have to not only be a woman but be a woman that this has happened to yeah anita, a man that this has happened to you know anita not even not only do you have to be a woman and i don't think that's entirely necessary because when 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 we get People say, well, why did they wait 30, 40 years? That's demeaning to the people who brought forward their complaint. And my response generally would be, what about the men who were sexually molested, sexually assaulted by priests when they were kids? They didn't say anything either for 30 or 40 years. No, exactly. And that's what I wanted to say. It's not just the women. It has to be a man who's also suffered in the same way. That's right. To completely understand. Yeah. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. Uh, Anita in uh, Dunville, Ontario. We're back in a minute.